Welcome, Strikers. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Striker Thoughts. I'm your host, William Sal. For those just tuning in, Striker Thoughts is a podcast aimed at sharing innovation ideas, lessons learned, and discussions on the hottest topics within Air Force Global Strike Command. Today, I am joined by Mr. Matt Miller, the Executive Director of Logistics and Engineering here at Global Strike in A4. Mr. Miller, glad to have you on the show. Thanks for having me, Will. So we'll just dive right into it, guys. So, Mr. Miller, you know, your position in A4 is such a high-level one, and you see a broad range of things um, in your day-to-day. And so with innovation, I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on innovation and where you see us as a MAGCOM on the innovation journey. Okay, start with, Will, I think innovation and our efforts towards being much more innovative and transformative Mm -hmm. in our processes from a weapon system perspective are critical to mission success. If we intend to keep up with our adversaries, to provide combat capability where and when it's needed, we have to evolve our weapon system platforms at a much more rapid cycle than we currently do under acquisition processes. The the current acquisition timelines just don't allow us to make forward steps in a rapid fire manner. Right, absolutely. Where, Where we are right now We talked a while back, we've talked about this several times actually, Mm -hmm. in a crawl, walk, run kind of of construct. And six or nine months or so ago, I told you we were at the crawl stage. Mm -hmm. And and I think we still are kind of at the crawl stage. We're crawling faster than we were six months ago, but I don't think we're upright and walking yet. Right, yeah, I agree. And and let let me characterize that, why, why I say that. We have great ideas from our airmen. Mm -hmm. We have some of the smartest people in the world in our Air Force. And specifically in the logistics career fields, our airmen are full of great ideas. What we're not good at is integrating those ideas into our weapon systems. Mm -hmm. So the, the great ideas from our airmen get bogged down in weapon system modification bureaucracy the rule sets that go with how we modify a nuclear platform or even a conventional platform for that matter, Mm -hmm. you know, how we do weapon system modifications. And they they, they get bogged down, drugged down, and it can take years for the best idea to be implemented. Right. And it's almost like the person who was championing that idea, um, if something takes, you know, years, they may PCS or they may be out of that seat and not even get to see it to the, to the end. That, that's a very critical part of how we advance a culture of innovation is how we speed that process up and provide real-time feedback to the person who had the idea to begin with. Right. You know, no, nothing is a bigger wet blanket on someone who's full of good ideas right. is, than to have them think their ideas were ignored. Right, Absolutely. Um, so, so when I think innovation and and I, you know, we use that word pretty often nowadays in our air force, you know, looking up the definition on, on what exactly innovation is, uh, I'll just read it. It says it's the practical implementation of ideas that result in the introduction of new goods or services or improvement in goods and services. And then something I recently learned is there's four types of innovation. Um, so one is called incremental. Uh, the second one is disruptive. The third is called architectural, and the fourth is radical. 
So, so I wanted to kind of touch on those when we talk about where we are in this journey um, and, and where you think maybe we are focusing our efforts. So incremental is existing technology in an existing market. So think of, you know, smartphones and how uh, they're making chips smaller, faster, et cetera. Disruptive would be like the creation of Amazon, uh, new technology in an existing market. Architectural would be our digital ecosystem, you know, talk about cryptocurrency, um, existing technology in a new market. And then radical innovation is kind of like the invention of the airplane, new technology, new market. From, from my standpoint in, in the day-to-day, I see the Air Force focusing a lot in that incremental space, going into the disruptive, maybe looking at new technology in existing areas. Um, is that where you think uh, we currently are? Are you seeing some of those same things, or do you think we're reaching beyond beyond that? So I, I think it depends on what level you look at. All right, from a day-to-day basis, airmen in the field, you know, that, that kind of perspective, I think we're very much incremental in, in how we're doing things. Now, we are doing some more disruptive, more radical things in other areas, mm-hmm. But by and large, within the command, most of our transformation efforts, I think, are very much incremental. Um, it's easier to manage. Right. It's easier to sustain. Mm-hmm. If you come into the logistics portfolio from a funding perspective with radical innovation, mm-hmm. you rapidly overcome your funding streams. And now you have an airman with a great idea that you really want to implement that you can't implement. And now you start that cycle of frustration all over again. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. And add to that, as we talk about, you know, radical versus incremental versus disruptive, um, we're not going to be in a position where we can get more to radical innovation and get away from some of the incremental, not, and, and I'm not saying incremental innovation is bad. In some cases, it's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not going to get to the, the point that we're hard-hitting, fast-moving, until we develop a less fragmented approach to innovation processes and mindsets. Right. And when I say fragmented approach, I expand just a little bit, you know, every unit out there has a spark cell or a think tank. They're called by 50 different names right. you know, across the units. Um, MAGCOMs now have spark cells. And again, every unit calls it, right. every MAGCOM Innovation calls it something cells, different. Right, something. And now within a four, as you're very familiar with, mm-hmm. we have our innovation and transformation branch um, that, that you lead for us. Mm-hmm. But they're disconnected. Right. All right. So a good idea at the unit level isn't necessarily funneling in the right manner where it gets advocacy at the MAGCOM level mm-hmm. and is introduced in conversations at the Air Force level. Right. So right. until we streamline that, you know, we're going to be hampered in making forward progress. Right. And, and, and I don't mean turn it into a bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's not what we need to do but we need to provide some connective tissue so the idea gets to the action point that has the resources to implement the idea. Right, and to bring it to reality, for sure. And so that kind of goes into my next question. I wanted to know what you think world-class looks like in terms of innovation for A4, and I think you touched on it a little bit there. 
um, having that connective tissue and getting those ideas from the grassroots up to the right level. Is that accurate? That's a huge part of it. Well, um, the half A4 executive council that, that's comprised of all the general officers in the logistics community, MAGCOM A4s, ALC commanders mm -hmm. um, across the Air Force. So if you're a GO and you're in the logistics community, you're part of the executive council. One of the objectives in the current basing and logistics enterprise strategy is fostering a culture of innovation. Right. You know, so the A4 community at large, and when I say A4, I'm talking maintenance, supply, transportation, security forces, civil engineering, everything, mm -hmm. um, recognizes that we have to design that construct. Mm -hmm. And then add to that construct, I think there are a couple of other things that, that we have to collectively in our career fields associated with logistics um, wrap our heads around is we have to be willing to have an environment where our teams are allowed to fail. Absolutely. All right. So in the, the nuclear community, especially within Global Strike Command, you know, we're, we're sometimes reluctant to view a failure as a positive Thing. Mm -hmm. you know, it's not, you know, failure is not something you normally associate right. with positive. Right, <laughs> you don't embrace. <laughs> but, but when I say failure, I, I say our teams, they need to be able to fail fast mm -hmm. and often while they search for the right answer to our problem set. Mm -hmm. If we can't experiment, um, we can't produce positive results. And if you're experimenting, you're testing new ideas, you're going to have failures. Yep. And we have to be willing to pursue multiple ideas at one time, which is not in the common Air Force thought processes. Right. You know, so we, we have a tendency, what I've seen across my career is we chase one solution mm -hmm. until we determine whether it will work or not, and then we move to another no. solution, right. and all we're doing is protecting the timeline. Right, right. You know, so we have to create the environment, A, we've got to be willing to fail, fail fast, fail often, to get to the right solution. And then we gotta be willing to do multiple things at once, realizing that some of our resources are not gonna come to fruition mm -hmm. at the other end of the pipeline. Right, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, when I think of world-class also, in addition to some of the things you've already touched on, um, I look at how can us as, as Global Strike A4 take some of our lessons learned or maybe reach out to other MAGCOMs and synchronize those efforts, right? Because some of our problem sets have unique commonalities. Some of them, you know, are very similar in nature and we should be able to kind of pull resources and gain momentum behind, you know, maybe a great solution that can fit everybody's needs instead of everyone kind of going off on their own and, and wasting resources that way. So that, that cross-sharing of information from MAGCOM to MAGCOM, mm -hmm. unit to unit, is actually critical. It's, it's one of the key objectives, key tasks in the objective under the basic logistics enterprise strategy mm -hmm. um, is how we do that cross-tail, how we formalize those processes, with, again, without creating 57 levels of bureaucracy right. while we're doing it. How do we formalize that? How do we post that information where it's freely available? So I know what you've done, you know what I've done, mm -hmm. and we're not duplicating effort. Effort, right? You know, I'm not starting an effort that you've already proven won't work. Mm -hmm. 
Right. Yeah, and we do that. Right, we do. Yeah, Absolutely. So, so how do we share that information? And that, that is part, one of the key tenets of uh, the objective in the executive council strategy. Right. And I think, you know, one of the barriers to that is, just like you said, with embracing failure, no one wants to publicize their failures, right? It's like, hey, look what I did. It didn't work, right? Most people want to publicize, hey, we did this cool thing and it works and, you know, you should get on board. Um, but they don't show you the other, you know, five, ten efforts that went behind that that didn't go well, um, that maybe other people were relearning going through that same thing. Um, okay, so uh, next up, um, and this is more a, a personal question. Um, in your opinion, what's the most important personality trait or strength that someone would need to have to be successful in our command? So I, I look at two things that kind of go together. Mm-hmm. If you're going to see, succeed, not just in our command, but in the Air Force, in life in general, and especially when we're talking about innovation and transformation of our existing processes and procedures, first, you have to be open-minded and you have to be resilient, right? So pairing those two together, we have to have an attitude of how do I make this work versus it's not the way I've always done it. Mm-hmm. And therefore, these are the reasons why it won't work. Right. We have to look for the positive aspects. And, and even if something doesn't work, what can we pull positive from that test, that experiment? Mm-hmm. And then we have to be resilient enough that, that when something doesn't work, that we don't shut down and say, this, process, you know, this innovation thing, right. just it, it doesn't work. Right. No one pays attention. We can't downplay the failures. We have to take the positives from it and be open-minded enough to accept what's good, discard what's bad, mm-hmm. and then resilient enough to get back up and go at it again. Absolutely. You know, that Just in the context of it doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down. It matters how many times you, you get, get back up. Yep, absolutely. That grit, that perseverance. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Um, okay, and, and my final question would be, what is the most important lesson you've learned over your career? Um, I know you've been, you know, definitely around the block a couple times, and so, you know, I wanted to get that perspective from you. So, well, I'm going to say that's the nicest way anyone has ever called me old before <laughs> in my career, right. but, but I'll take it. So, I would say the most important lesson I have learned is to never accept no for an answer. Okay. Okay. No is not an acceptable answer. Yeah. We will work through something till we get to a yes if. What policy is in the way? Mm-hmm. What process is in the way? You know, what are the roadblocks and obstacles to changing the way we do something to get to an end result? Mm-hmm. So yes if, not no because. If there is a policy, it can be changed. But what's the cost of the change? The yes, if allows us to do a cost-benefit analysis. Mm -hmm. Should we, could we pursue a different way of doing things? And to do things tomorrow because we did them that way today is the wrong answer in the Air Force. We can't afford it. We can't afford to decrement readiness, combat capability, to be comfortable with the way we've always done things. Right, right. And I think that speaks to, you know, the, the saying, what's the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. So, yeah, most definitely. Um, okay. 
Well, that's just about all the time we have. Um, you know, we, we always do last shots and last parting shots. Do you have anything else that you want our Striker Nation to know? Um, you know, any last gems you want to give them? The, the only thing I would say to the Striker Nation, and especially in the logistics community, keep the good ideas flowing. If you hit roadblocks, my phone rings 24 hours a day, seven days a week. <laughs> yep. I can be found on the global. And uh, if you're in the logistics community, your maintenance group, your MSG, your security forces group commanders, they can all access my personal cell phone number. It rings 24 seven. If you're hitting roadblocks, call me, we can help. Absolutely. All right, well that's all the time we have for today. I uh, definitely want to thank Mr. Miller for joining me today and for his insightful thoughts. If you found value in this episode, please share it with your coworkers and anyone else you think that could benefit from it. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, feel free to email us at info at strikeworks.com. As always, thank you for your time. We'll catch you on the next episode of Striker Thoughts. Remember, change or get left behind. Strikers out.